0: David, and welcome to our twenty fourth and final episode of our inaugural season of Cinema Wellman. Um we are gonna do something today that everyone else is doing right now. We get bombarded this time of year with list after list after list after list, and I love lists. And we get everybody's best and everybody's worst. And there's a best and the worst, and there's all sorts of topics. There's food, there's fashion, there's books. There's video games, there's television, and of course, there are movies. So we here at Cinema Wellman thought we'd jump in and give you our three cents and take a look at some of the things that stood out to us this year, and it's a year that we watched um, a lot of movies. The final statistical breakdown's not yet available, and believe me, you will be told about it, but let's just say that we watched an awful lot of movies this past year here at Cinema Wellman. Some were phenomenal. Some were dreadful. Some I forgot 10 minutes after the closing credits were over. And that's just the way things work when you tend to watch a lot of stuff. And if it doesn't stand out to you, some of it does start to blend together. It's absolutely true. Sometimes when I'm looking at my database, I'll read a title and I'll say, I don't don't know what that was. And then I look and I say, well, you watched it for 128 minutes. And I was like, what what, what was that? I look it up on IMDb. Oh, yeah. I mean... That happens a lot, especially when you watch as many movies as we do here. We are going to start with the best. And if you're a frequent visitor to Cinema Wellman, you know that we love documentaries here. And truth tends to be stranger than fiction, as the saying goes. And we screened 158 documentaries this year. And that includes both shorts and feature-length uh, documentaries. Already mentioned how, I'm, how much I loved Prater and Coney Island. There's a third great film, if you ever want to do a, a triple feature of amusement park documentaries, and it's titled Class Action Park, and it was absolute bananas. I'm going to read to you uh, a blog, part of the blog that I wrote when I talked about this uh, this film in uh, Best and Worst of the Month before I started to do the podcast. So this is about Class Action Park, and it's based on... A real, well, it's a documentary. So it's based on a, a an amusement park that was uh, racked with problems and stuff back in, the, back in the 80s. So here is what I wrote earlier this year on the blog that you can read. Um, all you have to do is go to cinemawoman.com One of the first things I did while watching this documentary was text people I grew up with. I asked if they remembered Action Park in New Jersey or the commercials. Most did and mentioned that the place looked insane. This was essentially a water park run by teenagers that pushed its visitors to the limits of safety and good judgment. Zero oversight, no rules, very little concern for safety. Well, it was the 80s. If you needed to be rescued by one of the teenage lifeguards during your visits, if you had an emergency in the water that showed that you were in danger in the water, a lifeguard would jump in and pull you out and they would put a wristband on you, and they would write CFS on the wristband, and they would send you on your merry way to enjoy the rest of the water park. That CFS on your wristband that you wore the rest of the day at Action Park stood for can't fucking swim. <laughs> Amazing. Here's, so those people were walking around with those wristbands. Uh, um, it, it 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 does get grim, and I'm going back to the blog. I kind of went off the rails there it does get grim in the second half when they start to get into the number of people that actually died there without much being done about it the guy that owned the place was a notorious douchebag who only cared about money and not people the wave pool was so large and could fit so many people that they had to stop it every 15 minutes or so to look for bodies And that's what I wrote on the blog earlier this year. I plan on watching this again at some point. It's a great little peek into what time was like back in the 80s when nobody really cared a rat's ass about your safety. That thing about the wave pool thing was just so frightening to listen to because what, what buoys you up when you're in the ocean and the waves, when the waves come? Salt water. It's the salt. The salt water makes us buoyant, right? If you do a wave pool... And it's fresh water, well, that water just <laughs> kind of bowls you over and you don't really go up at all. And that's why people were being just knocked down and under and people stepping on them. It's, it's uh, again, the first part of that movie is, is actually sort of funny. And then it does get a little dark and it gets a little grim. But worthwhile. Those three, if you do Prater, Coney Island, and Class Action Park, a great amusement park documentary triple feature everybody's looking for those uh we also love foreign movies here at cinema wellman 2022 is no exception 141 foreign films were screened from 48 different countries including bhutan Kazakhstan and papua new guinea we even watched four movies from countries that don't even exist anymore uh we're always willing to watch a foreign film since you never know when hollywood's going to grab a hold of them and remake them and and ruin them so see them when they're good, uh, when somebody else did them. Um, another thing that fills it fits into the best list has to be TCM. TCM is just wonderful. They were responsible this year for 133 of the movies that we screened. And one of my favorite parts of every month is when that TCM schedule comes out. And I'm all geeked out with my databases and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm looking at lists, this list. Oh, I need that movie. I'm like a kid again on the playground going through baseball cards. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Need it. And it's something that's just that. If, if you've ever done that, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. That whole got it, got it, got it, got it. Need it. Um, very fun. TCM, amazing. The, the things that they put out there, the... Uh, they're big with film noir, as you probably know. A lot of older movies, forties, fifties, things like that, um, and some great gems. And they do themes all the time, uh, as does Criterion Channel. They're both very, very good. Criterion Channel didn't make my list of the best this year, but they they deserve to be mentioned. Fantastic programming there. Back to TCM, they have the uh, the pre and post film analysis and commentary. Uh, by Ben Mankiewicz and Alicia Malone and Eddie Muller. Fantastic. They give you little insights into the film. And not only do they talk to you before the film, many times they'll bookend it and they will wrap it up at the end. Really, really good stuff. And um, always TCM is always responsible for a lot of the films that we watch here. Uh, Speaking of platforms, major part of 2022, a big thumbs up for 2022, was my discovery of 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 Canopy and Hoopla and it didn't happen until April but I discovered <laughs> when I discovered it who knows they've been around forever probably but I can't thank Canopy and Hoopla enough for for what for being a library which is what they are they make uh, as as their uh, logo states Canopy has over 30,000 films and and there're some really exceptional films that are available for free. And and I mean free-free, not just commercial-free like HBO is, but you have to pay for HBO. This is commercial-free, and it's free-free because all you need is a library card to sign up. And they also uh, have books because they're like a library. For those of you that like to read, that's also excellent. Another genre that we dabbled in this year was the short. Shorts are wonderful little tidbits that tell a story that in a very short amount of time that sometimes you wish would go on. And you sometimes wonder, how are they going to tackle this in such a short amount of time? Um, It's exactly like short stories versus novels. And I sometimes marvel at how something that I watched for less than 20 minutes could impact me the way that some shorts I've seen have impacted me. This year, standouts, hot mother, on My Mind and The Beaning, three amazing shorts I watched this year that affected me, even though the three of them put together are only 41 minutes long. It's no wonder that I like shorts since my major complaint, and those of you that have watched movies with me, a lot of times I complain about movies and I say that they're too damn long. That's And that's it. Sometimes I don't I'm not I don't want to watch a two-and-a-half-hour movie, 245, and that's what some of these action movies and comic book movies, they seem to think that more is better. And don't get me started on comedies. Any comedy that goes over 90 minutes, you're going to have trouble making me laugh. That's a different kind of a thing. Um, the motto here at Cinema Wellman is, yeah, we watch that. And we do, we, we're proud of that, and we prove that over and over by watching anything and everything that looks interesting that crosses our path. Now, if you're willing to do that, you, you tend to run into some odd stuff that's bad, and it's it's really bad. It's, it's unusually bad, and yet there's something in that dreck. There's something in that, well, that doesn't make sense. That's stupid. This person can't act and this is a terrible script and that's bad direction and all sorts of things and sometimes when you add it all up there's something about it that's absolutely wonderful and it's i admit this is a very fine line to tread with a film and i've had friends say to me hold on you saw movie a which was terrible and you said it was great you saw movie b which was terrible and you said it was terrible and There's a lot that goes into that. It's, it's hard. I can't even start to explain it. Sometimes it's just the people involved and you're, you're more willing to tolerate some things. And sometimes it's just that this, it's ridiculous. Um, from this year, and I refer to this, uh, these types of films as lovable junk. And this year, Stunt Rock, Hell Squad, Troll. And if you see any of these, you'll understand what I mean. It's like, um, doing the it's a chef's kiss in front of a plate of garbage and and sometimes that's what you're hungry for next the first annual cinema wellman director of the year award has to go to good friend richard linklater now linklater of course uh directed one of our favorites dazed and confused uh we watched seven different richard linklater movies this year and they were all good except for that one with ethan hawk stop making those richard I think you've made three that's that's enough clear the decks do something else uh Apollo 10 and a half is space age childhood unexpected delight it's a love letter to Houston and it's about a young kid growing up during the space race it had me from the start it's tender it's sweet it's funny uh it's not historically accurate but it's not a documentary um I had never seen Linklater's uh debut I don't know his debut maybe his third but it's it's really the first one that put him on the map, and that's Slacker. Blown away by Slacker, wrote about it earlier this year. Um, it has this stream of consciousness kind of style to it where you have no idea where the film is going because, uh, case in point, opening sequence, uh, a man in a cab, in the back seat of a cab, and he's going on and on and on. It's this great monologue done by Linklater himself to the cabbie. He gets out of the cab and the next, and then you never see him again. And you, you then follow the story of someone else. You could be following two characters for like five minutes and getting really interested in what they're talking about and everything. Then they interact with someone else. And when they separate, you go with the other person. It's so it's, listen, something like that can only be done once because it was so unique and it was so interesting. Um, And then there's, there's Heads I Win, Tails You Lose, which was the category all by itself because that's the one that I mentioned earlier. That's this four hours and 20 minutes or whatever it is of a film leader that Link Linklater uh, collected over all the years of going to the Austin Film Festival. And he just edited it together and bingo. Uh, that stuff is, I'd rather watch that again than any of those Ethan Hawke movies. So there, stop making those Ethan Hawke movies. Um, let's go now to the worst That's enough for the best. I don't want to spend too much time on the worst. But there are a few things that I have to rant about one more time, including Ambulance. Ambulance is so bad that I have had friends tell me that it might be the worst movie they've ever seen. And and it's up there. It's really that bad. Uh, And doesn't go into the stunt rock badness. Not even close. Um, Breaking the Waves actually broke my spirit. I hated that movie so much that it left a stain on me that I still can't get off it sometimes. Uh, The Voyeurs was a prime example of what happens when you make something that looks enticing and stylistically and visually it's attractive, but nobody took the time to read the script or, or write the script for that matter. My hatred of romantic comedies is well known. But a final shout-out of scorn has to go to Something's Gotta Give, My Best Friend's Wedding, Teacher's Pet, Starting Over, and One Fine Day. Hated them all. Your advice to me might be, well, why don't you just avoid watching romantic comedies? My answer to you will be, uh, when when they are on a list, you must watch. It's one of the rules of having the list. And as someone near and dear to me always reminds me, you're making up all these rules you don't necessarily have to follow them. And not a lot of people really know about all the rules that you follow religiously, but that's just the way it is. Then there's the hateful double feature of Mondo Khan and faces of death. And the only proper way to watch that twin bill would be sitting next to a bucket. Final analysis of the worst of 2022 is simply go away, Michael Bay. Before we wrap it up this year, I just wanted to thank everyone that has read the blog, listened to the podcast, or watched the podcast. I appreciate your support. Thank you for listening and, and liking and subscribing and all that stuff that I'm still not quite familiar with. This project has been so much fun. I I could not have done it without, uh, without Quinn, and Quinn's my my engineer. I know that I, I talk about we. I use that pronoun all the time at Cinema Wellman. It's just me. And I know that you guys know that too, but never would have got off gotten off the ground without Quinn and his technical help. So hats off, my brother. Uh it, it wouldn't be happening without without your assistance. Um I I appreciate that people would take 30 minutes out of their their week to spend time listening to me (laughs) rant about good movies, bad movies, whatever odd weird stuff. Um, It's, it's nice to know that people would, would take the time to do that instead of the millions and millions of hours of content that they have absolutely everywhere else. So as I mentioned, this project has been great fun already looking forward to um, season two, which is going to launch in January. So best wishes for a happy and healthy and positive, Uh, 2023 from all of us here at Cinema Wellman. I hope you'll be back next year. Thanks again for listening and subscribing and all that stuff. And thank you most importantly for spending time with me here in Cinema Wellman. So until next year, take care.